you are listening to coding talks podcast with vishnu spend some time with vishnu who has more than 14 years experience in it having worked extensively on applications ranging from enterprise level web and cloud solutions to big data analytical applications he holds strong insight into the microsoft.net technologies microsoft azure and latest technology stacks including nodejs samarain and react this podcast will be available on all leading platforms including spotify apple podcast itunes google podcast and stitcher begin your journey to better understand different programming technologies right now Hi all welcome to an another episode of coding talks with myself vishnu viji today in this podcast we are going to discuss about the asynchronous programming practices in c sharp using the uh, async await as well as with the task parallel library uh, asynchronous programming in c sharp is one of the most useful and a rewarding programming practice that you can uh, consider while developing any type of applications whether it be a windows application uh, a website like an asp.net core website or some form of background services or mobile service or whatever type of applications that you can develop using the c sharp language you can consider the asynchronous programming in c sharp it is very easy to include we will discuss all those different methods or different ways by which we can include the asynchronous uh, programming practices in c sharp in this episode asynchronous programming practice is not particular to c sharp or dotnet but because from a dotnet background i am explaining that from the context of dotnet and c sharp but the same applies for other programming languages as well whether it it be javascript or c php or python or whatever whatever type of languages you are familiar with so why we include this kind of programming asynchronous programming in c sharp so for those of you who who are listening to scott hanselman's uh, videos or his podcast he several times stressed the importance of writing code in asynchronously because sometimes uh, while in the in the demos uh, he conducted you could see that uh, sometimes when he demo the program uh, the ui gets freeze uh, so he uh, he, uh, he suggests that uh, those who are developing such applications should be aware of including an asynchronous pattern so that it doesn't block the 
ஆக்சுவல் த்ரெட் ஓர் த மெயின் த்ரெட் ஓர் த யூஐ த்ரெட் தட் தட் இஸ் ஒர்க்கிங் ஸோ வாட் ஹேப்பன்ஸ் இன் தோஸ் சுச்சுவேஷன்ஸ் இஸ் லைக் த யூஐ த்ரெட் ஹூ ஸ்டாண்ட்ஸ் தி ஸ்டாண்ட்ஸ் த ஆப்ளிகேஷன் அண்ட் ஆஃப்டர் சம் டைம் வாட் இட் ஹேப்பன்ஸ் இஸ் இட் தட் தட் சேம் யூஐ த்ரெட் ஷுட் வெயிட் ஃபார் சம் ரெஸ்பான்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் அன் ஏபிஐ ஓர் அன் டேட்டாபேஸ் ஓர் சம் ஃபார்ம் ஆஃப் ரெஸ்பான்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் ஏ ஃபைல் சிஸ்டம் ஓர் டேட்டாபேஸ் ஓர் ஏபிஐ ஓர் சம் கைண்ட் ஆஃப் எக்ஸ்டர்னல் சர்வீஸ் அண்ட் டியூரிங் தேட் வெயிட் தி யூஐ ஃப்ரீசஸ் ஸோ தேர் இஸ் வாட் ஹேப்பன்ட் செவரல் டைம்ஸ் வென் ஹீ டெமோட் சம் ஆஃப் தி அப்ளிகேஷன்ஸ் அண்ட் ஹீ சஜஸ்டட் தட் தோஸ் ஹூ ஆர் டெவலப்பிங் சச் அப்ளிகேஷன் ஷுட் ரைட் தி code in such a way that it should not freeze the ui or the main thread that the program is running on so it is very important when developing application so as a developer we feel very easy to write normal methods which serve some purpose like reading something from a file stream or database or from an external service on our api and we can write a synchronously a method very easily but the problem when writing with a synchronous approach is like your code or the main thread waits for something to be returned by that particular service or database or file so until it returns the main thread should wait and it blocks the main thread or the ui thread and making the application unresponsive so other than the example which i told Uh, you might have noticed this unresponsiveness in various kinds of application uh, so i have noticed it more in windows applications uh, which uh, sometimes in android applications as well especially when the applications have an ui interface uh, this would be very easily visible so sometimes when we uh, when we uh, run an application and when we while we do something if some error happens or Uh, some return that should be get from somewhere and the application is waiting for that usually a kind of freezing happens and the program become unresponsive and sometimes we need to wait for a certain time and uh, of uh, sometimes the uh, the particular operating system will show a warning like do you want to kill this application because it is not responding and we when we end up in terminating that particular application forcefully either using the windows task manager or kill in android application or some other ways that are native to that particular operating system so the idea here or what i want to convey here is like basically such applications if that applications were written in a proper way in an in an asynchronous fashion then that the ui would be more responsive so instead of freezing the ui that applications can show something an information like fetching content from an external service or an api and that would be that would make the application more user friendly so if you are interested in writing such applications then this episode is for you and we will discuss some of the patterns that we can leverage while developing asynchronous applications so now the dotnet core is available and you can write applications for different operating system irrespective of uh, windows linux or mac so 
വാട്ട് എവർ യു ആർ റൈറ്റിംഗ് ഇൻ ഡോട്ട് നെറ്റ് കോറിയൻ സി ഷാർപ്പ് ഇൻ ആൻ അസിങ്ക്രണസ് ഫാഷൻ യുവർ യൂസേഴ്സ് ക്യാൻ ലെവറേജ് ദാറ്റ് ഇൻ ഡിഫറെൻറ്റ് കൈൻഡ്സ് ഓഫ് ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻസ് ലൈക്ക് ദി വിൻഡോസ് ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻസ് ഓർ വെബ് ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻസ് ഓർ മൊബൈൽ ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻസ് വാട്ട് എവർ വേ ദ വാണ്ട് ടു യൂസ് യുവർ ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻ ദ ഓൾ വിൽ ഗെറ്റ് ദി അഡ്വാൻറ്റേജ് ഓഫ് അസിങ്ക്രണസ് പ്രോഗ്രാമിംഗ് പാറ്റേൺസ് so coming to the uh, way by which we can include this kind of asynchronous programming practice uh, many would already be aware especially if they are a c sharp programmer the async await is one of the most popular and common method to include the asynchronous programming practices in c sharp code so when uh, using the uh, asynchronous programming in c sharp uh, many would get an idea like okay uh, we have to mark the method as async and then we have to await the uh, code inside that so that is the common and readily available method for c sharp programmers so whether they are actually reading something from an input output operations or whether they are reading something from a disk like hard disk or ssd or from a memory or a, or an external api or database when dealing with all these areas uh, the programmers can expect a delay and if you are not using an asynchronous pattern just like i explained earlier your working thread or main thread will wait until the return from these areas happen so uh, if you are dealing with any one of these areas like i explained whether it be an external api or database or memory or file system uh, consider uh, making that method as asynchronous with the async await uh, so that is the uh, popular pattern uh, we have other patterns as well that i will discuss soon in this episode but basically the common method is async await so uh, the easiest method or the common method which uh, mo- most of the programmers are already aware is what we are going to discuss first so that is uh, we mark the method in c sharp as async by using the async keyword and just by marking the uh, marking that method with async and we should return using a task as well so we can return simply a task if that method is just executing something or if you want to return some result from that particular method in an asynchronous fashion you can return a task of a particular um, type as well so uh, maybe uh, if you want to return some dto result dto from a method you can wrap that result dto inside the task as well so if you want to return a list of uh, a particular model from a method you can wrap that using the task of list of that particular model as well so whatever way you want the return you need to wrap that all in the task as well when using the asynchronous so the method signature would be like uh, so consider this is an uh, this an example like read something from db so the method name is read get get from get uh, files from db or something uh, you can mark that particular method using the async keyword followed by the return you want 
so if it if it's just written simply a, a something a result set you can wrap that using the task and if it's if it uh, doesn't return anything and if it is just executing something and you want to execute that in an asynchronous way you can simply mark the method using async followed by the task in when when we are doing that you are not returning anything but uh, avoid using the keyword void in such case so don't use the um, way like um, public async void something so instead of that you can use uh, public async a task you can return a task from there so that way uh, the calling areas will be get notified that okay it is getting a task and such areas can also await your code so if you are writing something inside your repository methods to get read something from database uh, you can return a task so that whatever uh, whatever area that particular code is calling and uh, they can await as well so the main interesting thing that you can notice when when you mark a program or a method with async and await uh, with async and the task on the signature method of that particular method is uh, just by marking that we will we are making that method ready for asynchronous but uh, still our our app, uh, method would work in a uh, in a synchronous fashion unless it, you mark that particular uh, code inside that method using the await keyword so inside that method there will be some area you want to capture a return uh, maybe that return can be from something like a database or an api or some form of file system or it can be from a memory or whatever uh, input output operations that can happen or an api can happen you can expect a return so whenever you are calling those areas inside that method um in that line of code you should mark with the await keyword as well so that that inform the uh, program okay the, here await should happen and instead of blocking the thread it can go executing the other threads and when the return will happen it will still execute the things so all those under things all those uh, all those uh, functions will be happening underneath that uh, you can just mark the method with the async task and then you you should await as well so that is the one reason why which if you remove that await from inside the method uh, so the compiler or the visual studio professional will should show a warning like okay this method is marked async but it will still run in a synchronous fashion so uh, to avoid that uh, it would be better to better to uh, await whatever that is inside so only when you use await uh, then that method will be become an asynchronous fashion so this is uh, the way by which we can easily incorporate asynchronous pro programming practice in our uh, c sharp application so when you mark uh, the your method in this way as i mentioned using the async await the framework internally keeps track of that method to be awaited uh, with specific registers uh, and if you are interested to know what's happening or what actually the 
C sharp compiler is doing behind the scene. You can use a .NET ops factor to reverse engineer what uh, what the async await is doing, and you can uh, you can you can understand that there is a lot of code that C sharp compiler is generating behind the scene. So don't underestimate the code that the C sharp uh, compiler is generating. And when you look at even a simple method using the async await, you can see that the code that is generated by the C sharp compiler is a bit complex than usual. So you can think about the complexities when uh, complexities that can happen when you mark a method as async await. So there will be of course a kind of complexity is happening behind the scene but uh, we here in this episode are going to understand how to use the async await and its different programming practices so the side effect of using this async await overly in your application is actually a program but you don't need to bother about that initially we can think about all those things later at a time when you refactor your code so now for the moment you can keep aside all those complexities and you can just focus on introducing or considering the async await in our methods as we just discussed and uh, we can start uh, programming using the asynchronous patterns So uh, a few tips, especially for beginners. So for uh, expert programmers, they already aware of these things, but still uh, for understanding, uh, for beginners, I am explaining uh, what all things we can consider when we mark a program, uh, mark a method with async in the signature. We, uh, we understood that we need to use an await inside there so to use an await inside the method we should uh, we should have a, a calling method that is actually asynchronous so uh, for your uh, understanding i can relate on example like uh, using uh, connecting our program to uh, a sql server so if you are familiar with coding in c sharp and connected to sql server you can understand that uh, there is a part of your code that you actually uh, interact with the sql server so to connect to the sql server you can use different uh, different ways uh, so you can use either an a framework like an entity framework or you can use c sharp native methods or in some cases, I saw people using the Dapper library as well. So Dapper is a kind of a uh, library that is developed by um, a person called Mark Gravel. And he he uh, created that as a NuGet repository. And that is a popular repository out there. So if you want to use his library for connecting your code with the SQL server, you can just in C sharp you can just uh, install that as a NuGet package, and then you can uh, you, you you can uh, call the methods inside that particular library. So 
if you have a query to execute like uh, select start from something from the uh, from the uh, database or if you want to simply execute a stored procedure there is a method inside that library called the execute non query if you go to the dapper documentation you can understand the execute non query method and what that method does is it just simply executes the method but when we consider programming using the asynchronous pattern if you are calling uh, the execute non query from inside your async await method we marked our method uh, with async await with the hope that we want to make that method asynchronous but if you are calling an api like or the uh, or um, or the Uh, dapper library with a synchronous method it won't serve much purpose or uh, it's not actually useful at all so instead of the execute non query uh, you should look for something uh, similar to the execute non query but uh, sh- uh, but that method should work in an asynchronous fashion so you can uh, check uh, that inside using the indentations in visual studio so when you click on the dot uh, symbol you the visual studio will all, already show a lot of uh, methods that are available inside that library visual studio if you are using visual studio code also uh, this indentations will work and it will show maybe a plugin you should install in that case and when you click on that dot and it shows the list of methods that are returning you can see that there is a uh, there is a method called execute non query async which is similar to execute non query synchronous method but here the execute non query will work in an asynchronous fashion so if you are uh, if you want to call that method you can from inside your async uh, async method you can simply call that method and you can prefix that method with an await prefix your uh, calling method with an uh, calling code with an await keyword so that what will happen in that case is uh, you are informing the compiler that okay or the program that okay this part uh, there is an await will happen and a code will execute asynchronously and a task will be returned from there so the task can be either simply a void a simple an empty task Um, or the task can be wrapped with a set of results set provided if that particular method returns uh, such results so depending upon how the actual uh, methods that is written by those library or others you can call the methods in such a fashion a uh, similar way when whenever you are interacting with the areas like the input output or whatever areas that would expect a wait uh, you should consider calling the asynchronous method from inside that uh, library uh, that library so the um, example which we just discussed is an example of dapper uh, that interacted with the sql db from our c sharp code uh this is on case but there are other situations as well that you can encounter sometimes you may need to uh, write or read from a uh, from a cloud location like the azure blob storage or amazon s3 service sometimes you may need to write or read from a queue service or service bus or maybe some other form of cloud service 
so these all areas these are all the areas where we can consider leveraging the asynchronous programming practice because we don't know when we will get a return from there so um, we can um, we can expect a delay from the return from those areas uh, so instead of blocking our main thread that started our program uh, we can uh, we can let the uh, main thread to do other things by using this asynchronous pattern and then uh, once the return is ready then it can be uh, considered by the program so that is uh, the intention behind marking our program as asynchronous uh, uh, using the async await now uh, we have understood one way by which we can call the method so whether we are dealing with an api or a cloud location like azure storage or Uh, amazon s3 or whatever uh, we should consider uh, calling the asynchronous method and most of the libraries and then sdks provide such methods if you are using uh, the a location in azure or cloud uh, like a google or google cloud or amazon s3 or whatever uh, cloud service Oh, the respective SDKs of those services will be having an underlying uh, asynchronous method which you can readily use in your program. Similar is the case with the NuGet libraries as well. So, if you are using Dapper or Entity Framework, you can uh, you can view the different asynchronous method that those uh, library library owners already written. Uh, there but some cases sometimes uh, you encounter situations where you couldn't find any uh, uh, kind of uh, asynchronous method at all inside those libraries or methods so imagine if you are using azure storage sdk and when you click on that intelligence dot uh, you wondered like there is no asynchronous method at all so this is just an imagination so when that happens uh, you won't able to uh, call a uh, synchronous method inside your async and make your program work in an asynchronous fashion so if such a situation happens and there are different other ways uh, so there we can't naturally use uh, that particular async, async method from there and we can await it but we need to think about it in a different fashion so c sharp provides in such cases a library called the task parallel library so inside the task parallel library there is a method called task root run so you can wrap your code inside that task root run method so what it does is it actually uh, generate creates a new thread with your particular code and it should it will uh, you can await your that particular method in that way 
um, so this is useful in case if you are dealing with uh, libraries or uh, legacy uh, libraries which doesn't have a async method at all you can wrap in you can then wrap your uh, calling methods inside the task dot run and the, this task dot run actually returns a task by itself the task dot run can also return uh, a simply an empty task or it can return a task with a result as well so similar to what we have discussed earlier in the episode using the async await and the calling an asynchronous method and awaiting it similar way you can await your Uh, task dot run return as well so that is on method so if you search for task dot run uh, you can understand the syntax there the syntax is very easy task dot run followed by an parenthesis and then a arrow mark and then uh, and a kind of a opening bracket and you can wrap whatever code you are want to write inside inside the task dot run so um if you are calling an api you can wrap there if you are calling an api that is uh, that you feel it it's uh, synchronous uh, you can you can call that way sometimes when we call an api the http uh, has a method called get async so you can match you already have a async method in place but some uh, but if you are considering other situations like reading something from a a legacy database system which doesn't have an async method at all then you can wrap that calling method inside the uh, task dot run which will return a task instead of a simple return a simple result set return so this uh, returning of task will help the program to write and code in such a way that it can leverage the asynchronous patterns so other than that there are uh, a few interesting things also uh, we can consider in these situations so two of these situations are like uh, sometimes we encounter areas in code that has that need tight uh, cpu bound operations like complex mathematical calculations or statistical calculations that uh, that eat a lot of cpu uh, or that require a lot of cpu then uh, such codes uh, are called the cpu bound operations so if you expect such cpu bound operations in your code similar to what we have discussed earlier like waiting for an api or waiting for an input output operation similar way a kind of a wait can happen you can expect there so you can wrap that particular code cpu bound operations code inside a task dot run in such a way that uh, you can it will be running on a separate thread and the rest of your program can run on uh, run on uh, other thread as well so if you if it's a windows application uh, the main thread that is showing the ui and the responses from the program that you want to show to the user that main thread will be running on a uh, on a uh, on that starting thread and then when uh, when a cpu bound operation is happening 
inside your program like if you are uh, when the when your uh, user when your users or customers start running your program they would see like okay the program is starting and after some time some form of processing is going to happen then you can wrap that particular portion of code inside the task.run in such in such a way that that will execute on a different thread so the ui or the user interface would still be responsive as it is uh, so that won't gets freeze and you can show the show the progress as well so how we will show the progress we will consider a bit later in this episode so uh, for the moment you can understand that if you if you, if your program has areas that require cpu bound operation so maybe there will be a area like a cpu bound operation area 1 area 2 and so on so you can run all the different areas in separate separate threads by wrapping the that particular code inside the task dot run so each task dot run will be run inside a new thread so that way uh, simultaneously your program can run multiple cpu bound operations so each thread will be running independently without waiting for another so imagine if you don't consider this task dot run you would end up writing that in an synchronous fashion so that the first cpu bound operation should run uh, and it should complete for the next cpu bound operation to get start so actually a wait is happening there so instead of that you can actually uh, uh, fire the set of codes in different different threads in such a way that uh, different threads will start executing the program so this is one area the other area is like when you have a large set of data or some complex processing needs to be done you can use a, a kind of a divide and conquer policy so this is one of the approach that is using in these uh, big data hadoop structures hadoop uh, kind of uh, services where they uh, they have a actually uh, they have actually a large set of data and they want to process that or transform that data so how they are transforming is actually dividing that data into separate separate chunks and each chunk or each portion of data will be running independently so this is the concept of parallel programming so instead of one as uh, one chunk run and then it complete and then the other chunk starts instead of that uh, the the powerful cpus have different uh, cores and different threads and we can uh, we can run this sep- separate set of chunks in simultaneously in different threads so that means at same time different threads will run and it will together process the different set of threads and it will then uh, finally uh, it will uh, it will run in a faster way than running in an asynchronous uh, running in a synchronous fashion sorry synchronous fashion so two areas you can consider the asynchronous program is one is like first we discussed about the wait situation and the second situation is like the cpu bound operations where uh, you expect some complex processing to happen so in such case also you can consider the 
async uh, consider the task dot run you cannot use an async await there because uh, um, if that those methods have an asynchronous method readily available you can use that but unless the, those methods are uh, unavailable unless that methods are available then you can uh, simply wrap that your synchronous code inside a task dot run making it asynchronous similar way if you want to process a independent bits or chunks of data simultaneously you can consider uh, running or processing those chunks of data in separate separate threads using the uh, parallel dot invoke library so that is another method that is available inside the task uh, c sharp task parallel library so task dot run is one method you can bound your cpu operations inside there another another method is like the parallel dot invoke so inside the parallel dot invoke you can create multiple parallel threads and each parallel thread will run independently making it running in a uh, running in a similar uh, same time and you can complete your task in a much uh, faster way so these are um, two important things you should be aware of when understanding about the asynchronous programming practices in c sharp first one is like the simple way or common way of using the uh, async uh, followed by the task in the signature task with an a simple task or an task with a result return from the method and along with that we will await uh, something that we expect to be awaited inside that method as well so that is one way then second one is like you can if you are encountering any uh, any areas of your code that doesn't have a native um, asynchronous method in place so you can consider the task parallel library and inside that library there is a method called task dot run and you can await that task dot run and you can uh, inside the task dot run you can wrap your uh, cpu bound or what uh, uh, whatever kind of uh, asynchronous uh, fashioned code you can wrap there similar way if you if, uh, if you want to process chunks or bits of data simultaneously you can use the parallel dot invoke as well so that these are the main three ways for using the as asynchronous programming practices in c sharp there are uh, deep meth other ways and other advanced ways of using the async await patterns in c sharp as well uh, we will uh, look into that soon uh, we will uh, try to understand some of those things in this episode as well but before that i would like to uh, share a few more things about the async await so right now when i mentioned about the example from the scott hanselman as well as the other ui freezing examples here uh, we understood or we tend to think that okay uh, this is useful for applications that have a actual user interface because the user is interacting there and user would need a response instead of freezing but what about other type of applications like the um, 
server side uh, frameworks like the asp.net whether using the async and await in asp.net would serve any purpose so you can use the async await in asp.net and whatever kind of application whether it's a mobile application or even if it's a background application still you can use the async await pattern there as well as this task.run and parallel.invoke as well so when i explain about the uh, asynchronous programming practices in c sharp don't limit just to the async await and following by the await you can leverage the uh leverage another style of pattern as well using the task.run so we can bound a cpu bound operations inside the task.run as well as well as uh, we can uh, process independent chunks of data simultaneously using the parallel.invoke as well so whatever way we are using we can we can consider uh, we uh, so the same applies to uh, or same can be uh, advantageously used in other type of applications like the asp.net as well so here mm, when you use the uh, asynchronous programming practices in in frameworks like the asp.net so the advantage that framework or that application gets is like uh, one thread is not waiting for another one so that the web server can handle other request so there is no actual blocking is happening there so uh, the threads can threads can work on other task in your program uh, and that would be more effective so one thing to consider here is like you never block an asynchronous operation by calling the that async method dot result or wait instead you should await use the await keyword to await so never use uh, the uh, get uh, for example if there is a method inside tapper like execute non query so never use like execute non query dot result or dot wait or something because that will block the thread so always use uh, async and await and always use await for await for returning the uh, await for uh, cases where you want a return and never use the dot result or dot wait and another thing to consider is never use an async void Uh, unless it's an event handler or it's a delegate so always make it a point to return a task from an asynchronous library so uh, now we can ignore the first uh, first common method like the async and await uh, followed by the uh, async uh, uh, and await Uh, a common pattern so we can now uh, think about using the task parallel library without the async and await so just like we understood we can use the task dot parallel library or to run uh, cpu bound task as well as complex task as well as we can run parallel as well so here when we use the task dot run and when we wrap something some form of code inside the task dot library 
what that particular task uh, is a particular set of task to run is returning is actually a task similar to the one which we discussed earlier and we can await that code as well so here when using the task to run we first obtain the result and then we will pass that to the uh, calling method using the task so here we can capture the uh, exceptions as well and another useful pattern which you can use the task parallel library using the task dot run is like you can you can run one particular operation or one cpu bound operation inside the task dot run and based on the success or failure of that that particular block of code inside the task dot run you can you can call another task dot run as well so this way you can chain one task to another task and another task and so on and you can uh, control the flow as well by using the continuation option as well so when you when you uh, when you manage to run a task you can uh, specify uh, in what case that particular task should run so in case if there is a chaining of task like a task 1 to task 2 and task 2 to task 3 and so on uh you can you can uh, explicitly specify okay this task should run only when task 1 is completed or this task should uh, run only when the previous task is completed so the continuation options if you search in c sharp uh, and that is related to the task parallel library or task dot run library you can understand how the continuation options can provide and similarly is the case of exceptions when there is an exception is can uh, exception is uh, happening inside a task dot run it will return that exception as well so that your calling program will understand will get an actual exception okay what has happened there then so the uh, continuation or the chain of task is an useful thing which you often need in while uh, developing applications especially if you if your program has a flow like it uh, it gets some data from a particular area in an asynchronous fashion uh, and if that area is not having an async method natively you can use the task dot run to call that synchronous method but actually the task that is returning from the from the this uh, get data area is actually a task and the next uh, step you would probably want to do is to clean up the data or do some form of transformations then you can uh, use the continue with method on the task so if there is a task like a task 1 that is returning a task then the next continuation like the task 1 dot continue with and you can chain another task and then the task 3 uh, then the task 2 dot continue with to another task and so on and you can you can control the flow as well like you can control the flow like when a particular task should happen so like if if you want to run the task to only when task one is success then you can use a continuation option as well
so uh, given in this scenario we now understood like okay we ha- we have a task like a task 1 we can uh, chain the, the task to another task with the task 1 dot continue with task 2 dot continue with and so on but what about if there are some operations that are happening in parallel and when all the tasks are completed uh, we want to inform the user like okay all the tasks are completed so that is another use case so chaining is fine if you want to do something in a flow but what about if you want to do processing a large set of data and the architect we formulated is like okay we can split the entire data set into chunks of data and each data set can be processed in parallel using the parallel dot invoke or task dot run simultaneously so when simultaneously running this all these task every task with that associated chunks of data will be running independently in a different thread so that is fine because the c sharp Uh, the underlying framework dotnet framework will run all those things and that will be fine but how we inform the user like okay all the task has been completed or a set of certain task is completed so in that case the task dot parallel library provides another useful method called the task dot when all or uh, some other form of methods as well like task dot when any so if you have a set of 10 task and you are running that parallelly and when you want to trigger something when all the associated tasks are completed then you can use the task dot when all so you can search the syntax there as well so when you mark the task dot when all with all the different tasks then that that task dot when all will be executed immediately when all the associated tasks are completed but sometimes you may encounter another situations like okay i have a certain set of task and i want to immediately start running or inform the user when any on particular task is completed so in that case you can use the task dot when any and sometimes uh, you want to simply uh, return uh, something from or something uh, a static value from your ta- from a method but you want to make that method as asynchronous as well then you can you you can construct a pre computed result with the task dot from result followed by that particular value that you want to return so uh, imagine you are creating a method like okay get uh, get sta- get value asynchronous or something just a fictional case if you want to return something uh, some value from there Uh, so and you don't have an associated asynchronous method in place then you can simply result using the task dot from result you can you can return uh, a single data set or a list of data as well and uh, one very important thing that uh, i often encounter many times when developing application is uh, when we run simultaneous uh, parallel operations like the using the task load library or with multiple task running each other 
always make it a point to use the concurrent bag instead of the list there because uh, the list may not be a thread safe uh, so uh, you, you can use the concurrent bag so uh, for example if uh, i want to process some set of data and i have uh, i have a set of images then i can wrap that set of images inside the concurrent bag so if you search for concurrent bag uh, in c sharp you will get the syntax of using that so always make it a point that if you are encountering a list of items list in the sense a, um, a set of items in inside a method and if you want to process that always make it a point to use the concurrent back there uh, instead of the normal i enumerable or the c sharp generic list so concurrent back is a, a kind of a collection which is thread safe and which you can uh, leverage in your uh, in applications now Mm. now we will think about okay uh, how we can show the progress in uh, when we run simultaneous uh, task in parallel so progress uh, can be included using a kind of a i progress interface Uh, so uh, it's not easy um, uh, progress reporting is a bit difficult but it is uh, it, it can be very easy with the i progress interface that you can uh, include in your uh, parallel or asynchronous operations in c sharp so if you search for i progress along with asynchronous in c sharp or msdn documentation you will get an understanding that it provides a kind of a callback for each reported progress value so uh, if you want to uh, list some data if you want to get some data from somewhere and if you want to notify okay this much set of data is there then you can uh, wrap that set of data inside and create a new progress object and you can uh, you can create a callback for uh, inside there with the uh, uh, with the progress changed uh, uh, even there and then you can report each different uh, progress changes accordingly and that way you can indicate the progress there so just for your understanding uh, mentioned here and another thing to consider is like uh, even though we are using the asynchronous way of uh, calling the database and all still uh, from the database side actually all the list is returned and then that will be hold in a memory and then it will process but to be a pure asynchronous way of interaction to happen so c sharp 8 introduced the concept of asynchronous streams so by using the asynchronous streams in your programming pattern uh, you can search about that in the c sharp documentation asynchronous uh, streams so if you include that uh, 
so it will be actually instead of getting a list of values from a database or something you can get a stream of data and you can process that data in an asynchronous fashion making your uh, pro making your application a bit a bit more uh, asynchronous natively so that is another uh, approach which you can try so this is an advanced concept and it is introduced in c sharp 8 but uh, if for your understanding i just mentioned it and you can uh, you can read about that in the c sharp documentation and then if you want to include that you can include that as well so the important things uh, we can rewind once again uh, when using the task parallel library is like we may end up in uh, running a set of tasks simultaneously but we need a control so if there is a flow of data that needs to be happen one after another you can use the continue with option so one uh, so you would initially wrap the first task in say task dot run and that task dot return a task and that task like a task one dot continue with can be uh, called and another set of tasks can be run and this way you can you can uh, chain a list of tasks uh, one by one but you can have a control as well like uh, when that second task or other task should run if whether it should be on the success or it should be on the failure or something so you can control all that using the continue with option so you can uh, you can provide a, a different argument to that task dot run called the continue with continue on only on failure or success or whatever and depending upon your flow you can uh, put accordingly and similar way when you process large set of data consider using the concur and divide method which is what used in the uh, which is what the <coughs> which is the way by which actually the the big that hadoop works so it's like a map and reduce pattern uh, it's kind of similar to divide and concur way by which each set of first they um, read the full chunk of data and then uh, split that into separate separate chunks and then uh, each chunk of data will be processed independently and parallelly so parallelly at the same time is the most important uh, thing to be understood here because the cpu same time uh, the capable cpus can uh, run simultaneously the same set of data at the same time and then uh, that way it can effectively run a big set of data in a much more uh, 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 interesting fashion so one on um uh, long back uh, i have worked in a project where we initially used the uh, elastic search for uh, ingesting a big set of data like around 5 500 gb or something and we uh, noticed that it's taking a lot of time to even to ingest and then we moved to the uh, ashwar uh, sql data warehouse and we noticed that uh, through parallel processing ashwar sql data warehouse was able to ingest that same set of data within a matter of few minutes 
so what how it's happening is like it's actually a kind of an ingestion that is happening parallelly not just the injection uh, ingestion uh, even the reading of data also can be done parallelly so parallel processing has its own power so by using the task dot parallel library you can take advantage of the parallel processing in addition to the basic or common async await pattern that we discussed initially uh, to get be- get a better performant applications and this is not just for a user interface based application like a windows or a mobile application but it's equally applicable for whatever other types of applications as well like the dot net core or uh, 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 background task or even an azure function or whatever consider using the asynchronous programming practices there so with that uh, we can wind up the uh, today's episode thank you everyone for listening this podcast so myself vishnu i am a .net programmer from tiruvannathapuram and i have 15 years uh, more than 15 years experience working in it and i am uh, i am also an aws community builder as well so i have an youtube channel with the same name called the coding talks with vishnu which features a list of five uh, concepts in cloud using the amazon aws cloud as well as the azure cloud and as well as uh, i also uh, conduct sessions on the google cloud as well so everything that is related to cloud i plan to include and uh, th- last month uh, last month i had only one session but i uh, from this month onwards i planning to conduct more sessions um there is a meetup group as well called the cloud computing uh, coding talks hyphen cloud computing that is the actual name coding talks hyphen cloud computing so that is available on meetup so if you subscribe there or register there uh, that is for free and i regularly create events probably on weekend or some other days uh, through my youtube channel uh, coding talks with vishnu is that youtube channel name and you can check out the past events as well there which features a list of topics on different cloud concepts if you are interested uh, please have a look at there as well so that's all about uh, myself and uh, this is uh, uh, even though today is uh, 26th january uh, still it's the first podcast episode in this year and i wish all listeners a belated <laughs> new year wishes and christmas wishes as well and thank you uh, thank you very much for listening this uh, episode so here it's now uh, around midnight at 12 pm here in tiruvannathapuram kerala and it's on now today is actually just uh, yeah it's uh, today it's uh, 27th actually yeah start 
so thank you everyone for listening this podcast have a great day ahead thank you we will come up with another session uh, probably some uh, cloud concept or something in the next episode thank you for listening this podcast if you are interested in learning more from vishnu kindly subscribe coding talks from any of your favorite platforms including spotify apple podcast itunes google podcast and stitcher have a nice day and hope to see you over in the next episode